That that's it, right? I think so. Okay. Do you want to do it again? No. Welcome back to In Residence. I'm Keith. And I'm Laura. How are you doing today, Laura? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. What are we going to talk about today? Today, I wanted to talk about a conversation that I had this week with someone. And I thought it was interesting. And I didn't quite know how to respond. And I wanted to to ask the same questions I was being asked to you. Are you on the edge of your seat? Yeah. Okay. The conversation that I was having was about how did I end up picking which college that I decided to go to? And it's a typical question, right? Of how did, you know, if you went to college, what college and what drew you to it? And the first thing that came out of my mouth was I actually almost didn't go to college. I really wanted to be a travel agent. Mm-hmm. And the individual uh, looked at me and was intrigued because I work in higher education. I've been a student or was a student for, gosh, I don't even know how many years. What is high school plus college plus graduate school plus PhD graduate school? And so for that to kind of fall out of my mouth was interesting to me, but absolutely 100% true. Like when you told me, though, you're you said like they kind of caught them off guard a little bit or whatever like they they definitely noticed and then you kind of felt like oh i i maybe said too much which is kind of funny because it's like it's just it's just part of your journey or whatever so yeah it's kind of funny well and I, I mean i think the the questions it was a great conversation but the questions i was asked is what drew you to that that idea what changed your mind to not pursue being a travel agent and to attend the institution that you went to and i thought that was interesting because all of us growing up have had an idea of what it is we want to be when we grow up right mm-hmm. and even so i know even just at a really young age i remember when child 1 was really young and i believe he was graduating going from preschool to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that it? And all of the kids at their graduation ceremony had to stand up and share a picture of what they wanted to be when they grew up. What profession, what job, what thing do they want to be? And he had this picture in front, and I think it was of a firefighter, right? Or a policeman. I can't even remember. I thought he wanted to be like a snake charmer or something. Well, that's what he came up and said. So he had yeah. a picture yeah. of, I think it was a firefighter. And he came up and they said, you know, child one, what would you like to be when you grow up? And he goes, I want to be a snake catcher. Yeah. And it just, it, it just warmed my heart because it was so unique and different. And so him, because he's always been fascinated by reptiles. And so with that, I guess what I'm saying, I wanted to ask you, because I know we've talked about what we've wanted to be when we grow up or grew up. Mm-hmm. And I could answer that question a number of different ways, but I wanted to ask you, what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah. And, and obviously, I mean, I think it's obvious. I wanted to be a musician, you know, in those, the teenage years and stuff. And, and I often say, well, I wanted to be a rock star. Uh, but that, so that felt more acceptable to say, than I want to be a musician. And I really, so I, I, there was an allure to being possibly like a well-known artist or in a famous band, let's say. But when I actually thought more about like answering that question, like the real, the real thought was I want to make a living making music. And then that spurred on more thoughts of like, well, that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so what drew you to wanting to be a musician or being a rock star when you were growing up? So I, so I thought about it, right? I thought about it in preparation for this. And it's, I think it boils down to connection and the way I feel when I hear music that resonates with me, uh, w- you know, whether it's the sound, the melody, the chords, the lyrics, it's all about, for me, it comes down to how, how it's evoking emotion or a feeling in me. And I connect with that. It resonates, right? Pun intended. Uh, and, and I mean, that's not some big epiphany. I don't think like people gravitate towards what resonates with them. It's just that was like the most music was the most prominent thing. And there must be something too also of once I got a guitar and I realized I could make sound also. Uh, and I mean, now I'm thinking like that was happening last night with child two was down here and he grabbed a guitar you know, and he was, I was showing him how to do a couple things just casually, you know, and not, not like a, a huge lesson. Cause it can get a little too daunting to try to like hold this chord shape. You know, it's like, no, just pluck the strings a little bit. So yeah. That was fun to see. You had a little Metallica duet going. <laughs> yeah. What was, was the song that you I was, were teaching? I, I taught him the, the first like four notes of nothing else matters, you know, like just the little rolling, you know, just the rolling like, dun, 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 dun. and he, he got it really quick. It was really, it was really, I was blown away. And so then I could kind of play like the little melody part over it a little bit, but he, he, he was doing it so well. He started going fast. I'm like, you're going too fast. You're going to slow down. Like, I can't play that fast. I'm screwing up, <laughs> which is funny. Cause, uh, that lesson that I talked about before of like, go slow. So you do it right. You know, kind of thing. Anyway. Yeah. So that's what, that's what the connection and making, like I, in hindsight, I see that, I see that, but in the moment, it's just, it's just, it's just what lit me up and like what was just attractive to me or just turned me on, you know, like, you know, pontificating about it now might sound like, like I didn't have a lot of these thoughts back then. It was more of like, I'm doing this cause I like it and the way I feel when I do it. So anyway, I'm rambling. What about you? Like, cause I can see why people would be like, wait, what you want to be a travel agent? Like what? <laughs> I know. And I absolutely, that was what. I and I can't remember, but it was in high school and I had I was trying to decide between going to college and not going to college and I thought if I could be a travel agent, I would do what it is that I loved. I loved traveling, seeing new places, going on adventures. I thought that fiscally it made a lot of sense because somebody else would pay for me to do those things and that we that I would be able to really explore the world and all it has to offer, meet new people, learn new things, and be able to really do what I was passionate about as part of my career. Because I wasn't quite sure what it was I wanted to do in college. I always had goals, but I wasn't quite sure if what I was going to go to school for actually was something that I was passionate about. And so, I mean, maybe that speaks to some of my shifting journey in my undergraduate years, coming in as a chemistry major, leaving as a music performance major. I think it all boiled down to, um, I know you said connection. I think for me, it did boil down to connection, adventure, and learning. So it's interesting that looking back now, I I, I kind of had a similar experience. Like I almost didn't go to college too. Mm-hmm. I I was thinking about getting like like an accounting certificate or something and just being an accountant during the day so that I could play music at night. Like that was my, that was my smart, bright plan, right? You're being practical. Yeah. I was being practical 
Well, okay. And so that leads me to another thing of like, okay, obviously I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not making a living being a musician that that never came to fruition. And I think it, a lot of the reason is I was too practical and that. So, and then, so thinking about, you know, what did I want to be? Why am I not that? What led to me not being that? Like thinking of those things and do I regret, Mm. you know, like missing out, like, or did I let it slip through my fingers kind of thing? Like those things come up. You kind of have this feeling if I'm hearing of FOMO a little, like, did I miss out on something because I was too practical? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. And, and then, and then that leads me to think that feeling or that, that missing an opportunity or not seeing or that there, this is an opportunity or being too afraid or whatever led to my being practical. Like, I don't want that for my kids or anybody else's kids kind of thing. And so that's, I kind of like, I not to go so deep, but it, and it feels kind of deep, but it's like, why wouldn't you want that for everybody though? You know? And I, and it just makes me think of like, okay, how could I have, how have I, how could I have learned earlier to realize that there were so many risks I could have taken and it wouldn't, if it ended horribly, <laughs> it wouldn't have been that horrible. It would have just been, oh, that I learned something there or that didn't work. Oh, well, but like, I always have this, oh, if it doesn't work, then it's catastrophic. Right. And so like, that's where my head goes after like thinking about this stuff. And I don't necessarily have to go all the way down on that tangent right now or whatever, but it's making me think a little bit. And I don't know uh, that I can't remember who's, who said this, but you might remember, but the quote of, uh, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Michael Jordan or probably, I don't know. I, I will say that I do think um, it's interesting because I'm hearing from you, you kind of look back at wanting to be a rock star or a musician and all those things that, that the reason why you wanted to be that growing up, if you boil it down, not to profession, but you boil it down to what attracted you to that, you know, connection, um, making sound, creating. Mm -hmm. Do you find that even though you don't, you wouldn't label yourself as a musician that you're not making in, you know, pulling in tons and tons of money, making, you know, playing music. Right. Do you still find that you incorporate that into your, your daily practice, into what you do in your spare time? into projects that you're doing yeah it's very clear to me and that's why i can say it about when i was younger of what drew me to it it's it's that to me is finding connection connecting with other people um and i know it's not like some something special to me like we're all kind of looking for community and connection and uh but it's just the way that I want to go about doing it. It just seems to be the most powerful way is maybe through music is, is when I was younger, like that, it just felt like it was like the only way I could see a path forward to doing that maybe. But now it's so clear to me, like, like doing this, I mean, this is another, it's audio, it's a form of audio, right? Like, it, and I found a lot of community through music, going to concerts, being in crowds with people or, you know, at a musical, um, similar to listening to podcasts and feeling part of something, even though I'm not in the same space as them, you know? And that's, I think that's the same thing with like getting a new record and stuff too. It's like, and for books for that matter, cause I, I was, I was really into writing too. And that's, you know, ultimately that's what I studied was music and writing and it's, it's communication um, for the, 
for me for the sake of making a connection, getting across ideas, communicating to somebody else, not just blah, this is what I have to say. It's like, this is what I have to say. Now I want feedback. And I hope that pun landed with some people too. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's a reciprocal thing. I, th- I And I think what became more clear as I got older and in the last several years through like the podcast platform and like kind of this res- resurgence of, of audio is, is like, and, and it's, it's connections that we've had before, like through, like I said, through books and through music, like collecting, reading a book, finding like a favorite author or something that really resonates with you in the pages. Right. Same with like a, a note or a guitar solo or a, or a chord change that really just, you feel it. You, you not just hear it, but like you, f- it, it, you like, you get goosebumps, right? Like we've, yeah, we've talked sure. about, like we've, we've felt when, when we're thinking of an idea, like we feel a sensation because it's just ringing true with us, just like a change of chords or a modulation. And through this platform, I think you can find the same type of connection where it's like not specifically sharing the same space with somebody literally right now, besides you, but we are like, if you're right. listening to this, we're sharing a space. And I think it's similar to reading somebody's novel or somebody's nonfiction writing or an article or whatever. So it's just need to remind myself how powerful communication and connection can be and just how I think how important it is. And, and I kind of, I maybe kind of forget like, well, that's kind of the reason I like the things I like is because it's a form of expression and not just for me to put out, but hopefully to get somebody sending something back. Ramble. <laughs> As I'm listening to you, what I think is interesting is I think sometimes people assume that my own path is consistent and that I've I've had a really clear idea about right where I'm going and I'm not going to stop until I get there. Yeah, every yeah. when you look back, everything looks like a straight line up into the to the right kind of thing. You know what I mean? But it's like everybody's path is just winding and switchbacks and all these ups and downs, but it's like like from a certain perspective it just looks like it's a straightforward thing, right? Right. But I I will say as I'm listening to you talk about your story, yeah. it doesn't feel like there's as many switchbacks. <laughs> okay. You know, like you're talking about well, I don't want Con- to depress people. <laughs> no, no, but you're talking about communication, connection, learning, and I will say I think you and I we when we first started talking about make create build, mm-hmm. we talked a lot about the power of story and how everything that came prior to that point was your story and it made you stronger and the work that you put out m- more rich. Right. And I think what's interesting is your story of wanting to be a musician growing up and the reasons why has been woven into the fabric of your journey through college, through us getting married, having kids um, until this point where we're creating this project together. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's all connected. Right. But in the moment it's sometimes like we can look back now and be like, Oh, of course this is where Keith ended up and it was all worth it. Or, it's all part of the story. So yeah. Uh you helped me think of that and 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 where my what well, we were talking earlier like my default is that I'm working on changing and it's the old way of thinking. It's it's the old Keith's way of thinking is like I brought up earlier, what did I miss out on? You know, that FOMO, uh what what did I miss? What was I not good enough to realize or pursue? It was a lot of waiting. I was waiting to be picked. Mm. That's how I grew up. That you know, I, I I'm sure we've mentioned that before, but you know, just it's, it's really important that 
the finding the agency. I think that's kind mm -hmm. of what you're talking about yeah. there is realizing it's part of the story. It's, it doesn't have to, you don't have to put a value of good or bad. It simply is sometimes is what I, how I try to interpret it. Um, and that's to kind of keep me instead of stalling and thinking of what I lack or missed, how do I keep moving forward? And that's of, well, I'm on the path and let's keep moving forward. That happened or that happened good or bad. What, you know, <laughs> What what's going to lead me forward? Well, and I will say too, all of those experiences and who you are and how you show up, you are uniquely you. Yeah. There's not somebody else in the world that has the exact same story and experiences at the same point in time that you have. Yeah. And yet there's a lot of people that had similar feelings that I had. Like, like there's, there were times when it's like, why am I not? doing that thing I say I want to do. If I really want to be a musician, if I really want to play guitar and have people hear me, who do I, who do I think is going to walk through the door and just magically find me noodling around in the one hour I do a week of it? You know, it is. And so it's like where, like people feel stuck. And I, I think kind of part of where that comes from is forgetting that we need to make a choice, right? Like, and we need to choose to act and not wait. That's what it's bringing up for me. Yeah, I'm rambling. So can I ask, the practicality piece mm -hmm. is interesting to me because that was something where I will say the travel agent piece, I thought it was a practical way for me to finance my itch for adventure. Yeah. Right? My, my love of traveling and seeing new things. But I didn't do that. Same thing with you. You you said that you were interested in um, you were going to be practical and possibly get a certificate in accounting. Yeah. Right. So you could work by day and then party all night <laughs> because that that's how you get to be a, a a well known professional musician is you just party all the time. You know you don't you don't uh, put in the I'm, work. Yeah, I'm joking. Yeah, I, I, I would work right. on I'd work on the music. I wouldn't party all night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so. Thinking of that, I, I know that you ended up um, not choosing to go into accounting necessarily. What changed your mind? My parents. They they told me that I was too smart to simply go do accounting or, you know, in not so many words, you know, I should go to college, experience, figure things out, you know, and I think it was more of, it felt more of you're too smart to not get a degree kind of thing. Um, you got and, good grades in high school. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I did well. I did. And that, and that's like so, A's B's. What are we talking? Mostly A's. Okay. And, and some, you know, mostly A's, but like, like I got one C in reading. That's interesting. Cause you're such a deep reader. Yeah. Okay. I obviously don't agree with that grade, but, uh, still ready to plead your case. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, another time, another time. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, I mean, that, juxtaposition like i was good at school and i was good i was good at the system i was trained in that's why i was good going to work and punching the clock i was i was i was um actually something i heard gary v talking about brought this up again i listened to his podcast the other day and he was talking about he talks about entrepreneurship and that's not quite my bag but it, i'm more like i lean more into like the freelance thing and 
kind of working for myself. Like I'm not, I'm not out seeking to build businesses like a serial entrepreneur or whatever, but in the same way he talks about entrepreneurship, you can take that towards like what I'm trying to do. And so he said, it can kind of go one of two ways. Like you're born that way and you fight the system and you pursue it and you do it. Or the, the more sad part is you were born to do it and it's taught out of you. Mm. And I, I feel like I was born to be a connector and a communicator and creative. And the system kind of taught it out of me and turned me into somebody that wasn't an initiator. I wasn't an activator. I wasn't a leader. I was simply waiting for what I thought was supposed to happen. And so that struck me really hard on top mm. of like, we were talking about this stuff. And then that hit me like a couple days later too. Wow. I, for I forgot about it until now. And so that's why like when I bring up like, I don't want our kids growing up like that. I want them to be leaders. And that doesn't mean a CEO, you can be a leader wherever you are. Right. And, Lead from whatever position you're in. Yeah. 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 And so. <laughs> That's interesting though, because I can see that I like that. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up from Gary V because that, that you're born to do it and you fight the system. I think we see a lot of entrepreneurs and people similar to Gary that, that do that and have done that. Mm. But then the second where you're born to do it, but it's taught out of you. And one thing that you said was that you were doing everything that the system taught you to do and then waiting to be picked. And what I heard in addition that I don't think you said, but is maybe um, understood without saying it is waiting to be picked really meant you followed the rules that you were taught to follow. You followed them to a high standard and did really well. You got A's, mm -hmm. mostly A's, except for that C in reading. Yep, yep. And at the end of the day, there was a promise that was there that you would be, this was going to be the formula mm -hmm. for you to be successful. And it almost, it sounds like that almost lets you down because you didn't necessarily get picked and handed that success. And the entrepreneurial spirit that you have or had was kind of muted in you. I think it more of a leadership spirit. Okay. Where like I was not the initiator, like we mm -hmm. talked about before. Sure. That was taught out of me, I think. Because look, like, look at, you brought up child one. He wanted to be a snake catcher. <laughs> right. That's initiative. I'm going to go out and I'm going to catch this. Not going to wait for them to come to me. I'm going to go find them. That's what he was. He was seeking adventure. Yeah. Right. Like we're, you know, we're, and we're, we're born exploring and putting things in our mouths and touching things and grabbing. Right. And so anyway, it's more of, and I'm just, I'm seeing it more, more and more clearly. And it's, it's. <laughs> Part of me is like, oh, it's so sad that it took me so long to be, to realize, to, to lead, to, to, to choose action. But like, then you say, but it's part, part of your path. Like, like it's part of your story. Like, yeah. And so yeah, not dwelling on, oh, how many years did I waste not being this? Mm. Now it's like, what can I do for the next years? Knowing what I know now with what I've learned on the journey and, and turning it more into that into a gift or that like you know taking that lesson that you bring up of yeah maybe it didn't go the way i thought it was going to go but i've learned a lot right like it's all part of the experience and yeah keep moving forward <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah i i do think i often um think about too if you were given the opportunity to do um what you're doing now say 10 years ago would you be in the place and have the experiences and 
the learning opportunities and the thoughts and the reading that you have to this point that would make you feel like you're showing up to create a product that you love. Right. Or the resources at the right time or, or all that right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so it's, and so th- that right there kind of helps even further just be like, okay, that get into like a growth mindset versus, uh, you know, what, what didn't I have or like a deficit or whatever. Kind of a ER mindset, right? Yeah. Like, well, it's not like it's going to work anyway. Yeah, exactly. And that, that, um, I don't know if that's my default, but it's definitely something that can protect me. Right. If I, if I, that's a way to stop before you even start so that you can't fail kind of thing. And I'm, I'm kind of over that, (laughs) you know, I want to push past that. And I'm going to, I want to continue to push past those, those limiting first thoughts when something new presents itself. I want to lean more into like, oh, the possibilities, or I wonder how could that work? Um, And, and I also think a healthy dose of that, how could it work is, you know, how do you put something through its paces to see if it does have a potential to be something better, but with a, with a sense of possibility with that and not a sense of like, how can I tear this down? So I don't even start being a travel agent. Like I'm trying to think back because your story to me, looking at it as you're talking through it, and it seems to make just so much sense. Does it like, but okay. All, all my story is so far to everyone is I wanted to be a musician. I wasn't a musician and now I have a podcast. So (laughs) sorry, I don't mean to laugh at you, but so I know I just realized that like, you know, way more of my story than anybody else. So I just, I'm being cognizant of that. (laughs) Uh, so what do you actually mean, I guess? By that? Yeah. Well, I I mean, I think boiling it down into those things that matter and what drew you to that. So I'm trying to think. Sorry, I was on a, um. I didn't mean to interrupt. My, my path seems so clear now or something or what were you saying? Yeah, I thought your path seemed clear in that you wanted to create and make connections. And I feel like you have created a path that got you to a project that is having you do that now. Right. I think is all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And? And looking at my path of wanting to be a travel agent, I still sit with that and I I wanted to connect. I wanted to learn. I wanted to travel. I wanted to have adventures. And I don't see it as clear for me. That's interesting because you do, you love adventures. Like we were talking before, it's like, let's go on adventures and let's not call them vacations because we like the life we're building. And so let's be adventurous and let's go out. Yeah. Uh, Let's move more into my personal life than than my working life, maybe. mm. And so I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out because I went from, and I'm just going to, I'll do this really quick. Yeah. um, But I went from wanting to be a travel agent and deciding to instead go to college And I went to college and I started um, thinking that I wanted to go into medicine. And so I I came in as a chemistry major, as I mentioned. Real quick, too. There's it's so it's interesting to me that there's these parallels between our paths. Like my family helped encourage me Mm -hmm. to go. Sure. And so did yours. Right. Like that's one of those that's one of those things that between you deciding that you wanted to be a travel agent and going to college, your family kind of kind of stepped up and said, you know, Hey, maybe you should try college. Right. And, and, and Mm -hmm. so I just, I'm like, Oh yeah. And yeah. And I I will say in high school, I wasn't as good a student as you were. Just probably why you wanted to be an adventurer. 
<laughs> you, right? you weren't yeah. you weren't being indoctrinated. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I, your free spirit. I um, I, I mean, I think I I was a B student, but I got quite you know several C's. Didn't have lots of A's. I liked school, but I liked adventures more. Um, so you were going to be a you were like pre med, right? So I came in to college as pre-med and I actually ended up at college. I know my parents encouraged me to go, but as a teenager who like really, mm-hmm. really listens deeply to their parents and their advice sometimes, right? right. So it actually took a letter from my grandma that, um, and I can't remember, I, I talked about this before. I think so. Just real quick. Is she, your grandma wrote you a letter. Yeah. So my grandma wrote me a letter and education has always been important. So she wrote a letter and said that I really should go, that I was smart and that I should, I should go close to home because I had family around to support me, which is true. And I feel very, very lucky that that's the case for me. And so I came in as pre-med. I thought that that would be something that I could do. It would keep me away from many of the courses where I was required to read lots and lots, write lots and lots. I thought, okay, I can do biology and chemistry. I can get my hands into it. I can go and look at birds. Um, But after about a year, I decided, you know what? I, I love music. So I changed it to music performance realized I didn't like blood or pus or anything like that that bodies do. And uh, your face right now is like me either. Didn't think I was going to hear you say that. <laughs> well, it's the truth. Yeah. But I but I knew I liked working with people. And so I ended up discovering the world of student affairs, which I'm in. And so it seems like it is this journey that I've had that has made me me. But it's a very eclectic journey, I think, of travel and different courses across a university to ending up somewhat specializing in just universities. Right. <laughs> right. I keep trying to think of that adventurer spirit that I had at that travel agent wanting to be that and the connections and the learning. And I guess I do still see that in what I do day to day. Those threads still are there for me. Do you see them? In me? Oh yeah, I see it. I see it in you a lot, and that's my. That was my first thought when you started talking before you went and gave us your autobiography again. Uh, <laughs> well, I need to. I want to know. I want to keep it real and let folks know where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I see the way that you talk about your work and the impact you're seeking to make in your role and with your team. I see that adventurer, that initiator, and I'm sure in the day to day you get bogged down in the slog of it and like kind of the bureaucracy, right and the slog and the bureaucracy is exhausting. Yeah. And or can be. I know sometimes it's necessary, but it can be yeah, exhausting. Yeah. It's it's necessary and yet it can be better. Right. And 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 I think that's that's how you approach your work is this is how it is, but it can be better. And we're going to work to keep making it better. And so I think we just come into a time where it's it's a period of not feeling a lot of movement, you know, possibly and like the energy is a little lower because of things like that. And then it'll it'll swing back up and like the seasons will change and it'll be more of like, look at all we're doing and all that that slog, all that work that we pushed through. This is the result. You know, it's it just ebbs and flows. Right. You know, I, th- I think I see it in the way that you talk and show up in your work. I, I see that like that adventurer spirit in you still and your willingness to go and do. And what's interesting 
I know when you were saying that you don't see that journey for you, but I see it so clearly. And I'm saying I don't necessarily see how it all connects for me, but you see it. Yeah. And that is learning how to kind of step outside of yourself to gain perspective, I think is really a key part of, I don't even know what we're trying to talk about here right now. It's just mostly like, it's, I think it really is gaining perspective so that you can see it from a different angle because we're the only ones that have our vision right here. Everyone else sees us from outside and it is, there is a reason that you can see things differently or maybe more clearly than I can is because you have a different vantage point. And I, there is a real skill in learning how to look at things from different angles and different perspectives. And what that really is and what I've learned is that's empathy Mm. and learning how to put yourself not only in your shoes, but other people's shoes to see how it, this or that, how is it going to sit with them? So if we bring it down to a product that we're trying to create, we need to be able to get out of our own perspective and we need to look at how is this going to serve who we're seeking to serve? And that's empathy, you know? And so you're doing it for me. I'm doing it for you. And I definitely need help being empathetic with myself (laughs) sometimes Mm. and not being so hard on myself. And that's what I'm learning. That's, and there's been a change. It's like, and I, and I shared a note of it. I just, I kind of threw it out there because it's been in the back of my head in my notes. It's being stubbornly generous. And it came from probably you and I talking and then me Mm. thinking of like, it was, I think you, you said like, you need to be as generous with yourself as you are with others. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know, it's like, if you were treating me the way you're treating yourself, that wouldn't fly. <laughs> you know, like, or if, or if somebody else was treating me the way you're treating yourself, you would be up furious, <laughs> you know? And so I had this, this kind of this little stream of thought that it and it, I must've been walking or something, but I had to like type it down into my notes app and I, I came across it the other day. And so I posted it up in like my little, my little daily post. And it, it's just, it's, it's one of those things that I need to, I'm still ruminating on it to, to figure out what it actually means or what I'm trying to say. But I think the, the, the starting point was like, I love showing up generously for other people. How would I try that for myself? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one thing I'd like to go back to, if you're okay with that, mm-hmm. is the concept of regret. Yeah. There's a there is a book that Daniel Pink uh, just released. I think, is it called Regrets? I'm not sure. But it's a book all about uh, the power of regret by Daniel Pink. Yeah, yeah. I need to read it because you got it. I, yep. I saw him do a talk at a conference I was at, and it was all about how most people have regrets in their life, that it's really hard to go through life without having them. And thinking about, you mentioned, Keith, that you had some regret Mm -hmm. about not being a musician or um, a rock star, if you look back at it. You don't have to keep saying rock star. I love saying rock star. I don't know why. I just, I like to, you know. so funny. Why is that funny? Because when you, because like, what, what did somebody say? They're like, like, do you really want somebody to show up as a rock star, uh, sleeping all day, partying all night, barely be able <laughs> to get out of bed? a commercial for Salesforce, yeah. isn't it? It's some, or something like it's that. It's something like that. It, but it makes me giggle. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, it was a Super Bowl commercial. Okay. The ads are working on you. Well, they're not selling me anything. They're, they're just, it's just a good concept. Right. So regret. Looking back, do you have regret on that dream or that career sort of passion not panning out the way you wanted it to as a teenager? Yeah. The simple answer is yes, but a little more nuanced is 
it's not that I'm not that thing I thought I was going to be. It's that I didn't start. I waited for a long time to start. Okay. That's kind of the regret, I think. Not not 100% sure on how to how to communicate that. But yeah, there is a little there's there is a feeling. I mean, I'm trying to be kind and compassionate about that and not let that like I don't want that regret to eat me up, but there is a feeling of, oh, I wasted time. It's and it's because I didn't have the skills to start. You know, I was I was letting the resistance win. And I because I didn't even know that's what was happening. You know, I didn't know I was afraid to start. I didn't, you know, it was just it was happening, but I just I didn't have the perspective, I guess. I don't I don't know. Like it's 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 interesting now to to even try to fathom waiting for something that seems so important. Yeah. You know? And life and circumstances and all those things are come into play too. Yeah. It just it was what it was is kind of what I need to and not, you know, I don't need to beat myself up about it, but there's some, I don't know if regret is the right thing. Like you would say, like, that feels heavy. <laughs> but yeah. but honestly, when, so you brought that up and the first thing I thought of is, it, uh, we'll call Gary V out again. He's got the thing, uh, regret is poison. Mm. And that was my, like on my phone, that was like my lock screen. Oh, really? For several years when I was working in the cabinet shop. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. It, 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 like he would do like a wallpaper Wednesday, you know, so you screenshot it and then you can throw it up as your, your, your lock screen or your background. It was just a reminder of like, it's something of like, okay, I have this idea of make, create, build, whatever that might be. And you know, it was, there was just this idea and it's like, okay, so how am I going to make that happen? And, and I, it wasn't the right timing or I wasn't ready to lead or lean in or be an initiator about it. Mm-hmm. And, so that was personally, but also where we were in our life and in our journey together and starting a family and all these things. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not to the regret or the, those things. It's like, I, I have the perspective now of like, okay, and don't beat yourself up about it. It's, it was part of the journey as you say. Right. So, right. So yeah. So you asked me that <laughs> you look about concerned. Regret. You look a little well, concerned. No, I'm not concerned. I, Did I answer wrong? No, there's not. <laughs> not a right or wrong yeah i think what's interesting is that your response is very different if i was to think about answering the question for myself mm. and so do you have regrets that you're not a travel agent yeah. i would i do i want to travel more absolutely i uh, yes of course but i don't i don't have regrets about not being a travel agent yeah uh well mostly because it doesn't exist anymore I know I would never, I wouldn't have imagined. I mean, it does exist. It's just not in the same way it did back in like the 1990s, right? The 20th century. The 20th century. The late 1900s. Yeah. The late in the 1900s. Oh, that hit so hard. Right. No, but what's interesting as you were, you were sharing, I was kind of thinking about, gosh, I don't feel the regret the way that Keith is feeling the regret and it didn't i mean we often see things slightly different keith feels hard <laughs> yeah you can feel hard can't you yeah i can feel hard too but oh, yeah. i you know i was kind of thinking about you know how you were talking about you see that adventure is infused in kind of how i show up and what i do and i was kind of thinking of the idea that i see my path and my journey launching from being a travel agent to going through college to finding my career to finding creative outlets 
that are interesting to me and not quite knowing where I'm going. So what I'm thinking about is, have you been on Space Mountain at Disney World? I, I think don't it's at Disney World. think I went on it because I don't do well on rides. That's right. No, Child One went on it. Child One went on it. Yeah. So Space Mountain, just to explain kind of what it is to you. Yeah. I mean, I think you know. Isn't it just a roller coaster? So it's a roller coaster. In the dark or something, though? But it's darker. Yeah. We actually went. My equilibrium would just be shot and I would be sick for like hours. It would not be great for you. But so basically you're in like this big Space Mountain building. When I went with Child One, we went on uh, the Halloween night. I can't remember what it's called. Like, Yeah. And so they had all the lights off. And they're playing like hard rock music. Mm-hmm. And so you can't really see where you're going and when you're going up, when you're going down, when you're cool. veering right, when you're veering left. And all the way along the way, you were just like rocking out and like, yeah, here we go. And it's like, oh, we're taking a left and oh, we're taking a right. But you end up at the end of the ride and you're like, whoo, that was, that was something. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm thinking about my path and my journey and how I went from wanting to be a travel agent to who I am, what I am and what I show up for today, I almost kind of feel like that Space Mountain, that it's an adventure. It's exciting, but I can't always see where it is I'm going to be turning left, right, up, down, uh, going in a loop-de-loop, but it's a fun journey all the same. So I guess now that I'm saying that, I can see how you reflected back to me that you do see that sense of adventure in me mm-hmm. and that it's still still alive and well yeah you've al- you've always been more of an initiator and so to me it's no wonder that your journey has been kind of a roller coaster yeah in a fun way yeah does that make sense yeah not in a terrifying way not a yeah. white knuckle holding on to the the lap bar sort of a way but yeah so the the thing I was thinking about, and this is the last like question I, I wanted to ask you about, if you think back being a teenager in the 1900s yeah. and wanting to be a musician and knowing what you know now, what advice would you give yourself back then? So if you could like hop in a teleport thing, like a mm-hmm. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and like pop back to yourself. You know? I said I said something about Bill and Ted's. Like I I did a did reference you? to it in one of my posts the other day too. That's so well funny. Done. I didn't tell you either. I think that's so funny that like we're kind of in sync, even though like we don't we we, we, we don't necessarily talk about everything. But we have maybe to, are we becoming like one person yeah, where probably we just starting to look more and more like oh no our hair is about the same length, about the same color. No. Oh goodness. Okay, so Okay, so if I could travel back travel and, back and give yourself advice. I, I would I would say lean into what you want to do and find a way to say yes, I'll learn that or yes, I'll try that, even if I'm afraid. Or even if it feels like I'm not good enough. Start something and don't worry about whether or not it's going to succeed. So I think that's where like the real growth comes from is repetitions. Like you can see the parallel between I did really well in school mm-hmm. and yet have a really hard time initiating. You kind of point out that you weren't as as a successful of a student. I wasn't a very strong But look student. at all that you've done and look at all that you've initiated and started, not just for yourself, but for me. Mm-hmm. Like you're a big part of the reason I went and learned how to build guitars. You're the main reason I have the life I have right now with you and the kids. You're the main reason we're doing the podcast. I think you have a lot to do with it. 
I know, but you're a big deal. Oh, I appreciate that. No pressure. <laughs> okay. So obviously, then we we got here. What, what do you think? Like, what would what would you tell younger Laura? Gosh, I, you know, I think what I would tell her is that I know you want to go on adventures, but life is an adventure. Okay. I feel like Ferris Bueller right now, and I don't know the quote. Do you know what, which one I'm talking about? If you sit around for life, a minute. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and take a look around. You might just miss it. So it's sounding a little like that, but I think saying that that you can find adventure in what you do without having to always be on a plane and traveling to different destinations, and that you can always make time and space for that in your life when it makes sense, and if you so choose. So I guess I guess my advice would be to buckle up and enjoy the ride. I like it. Cool. Should we should we leave it there? I think so. Okay. Do we want to wrap up with any recommendations of anything we've listened to, read, or watched? Sure. Do you have one? Yeah, I do. I do. So I would recommend. So something I've been listening to this week is uh, Gary Gary V. He does a number of different podcasts, and I'll tell you which one I, I thought was really interesting. So the um, one that I've been listening to, I listened to two episodes. One was on three tips on how to communicate better in the workplace, and the other was discussing radical candor versus kind candor. And uh, I really enjoyed the uh, difference between radical candor and kind candor, and how interesting it can be to think about it's important to be direct and upfront. And you can do that in a way that's kind. And by not doing that isn't kind. Radical Candor, Kim Scott's book, that's what that's based on. Really great book, but sometimes people misinterpret the radical piece of it to be blunt, honest, and give people an excuse to take the empathy out of their communication. And so that's why Gary talks about kind candor. And so I really appreciate that thought and that perspective. And so I've been engaging with his podcast around communication this week. How about you? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to recommend something a little different and it's because I need to make sure I'm putting time and effort into it, which is movement, getting outside, getting a, a walk in, working on a little simple stretching and my mobility. It does wonders for me and, and I know it does. And so I need to make sure I, I do it and create part of my practice around it because it really helps me. It propels me forward to get a little movement in early in the day, because if I, if I wait, it doesn't usually happen. Uh, yeah. No, I love that because movement and being outside is so restorative. Um, and not to jump onto your, no, go ahead. on your recommendation, but uh, this past week, I had a, a really busy week. We had candidates coming to campus, ribbon cuttings, lots of high, I don't know if it's high stress, but large presentations to the whole campus community, to really important campus stakeholders, kicking off planning processes. So a lot. But yesterday, I took the time to go up to walk in the woods with my parents. So we have some some land up north in northern Wisconsin, my parents do, and even being able to walk with the yellow, beautiful red, yellow leaves, seeing swans land on the lake as we're walking along this path by this small little lake that's on the old farm where my my family, you know, grew up. It just 
was good for my soul. And that movement in the fresh air just is a game changer from a stress management and again, connection standpoint. So sorry, I didn't mean to take that over. Oh, that's good. I just wanted to do a little shout out and say 100% agree. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. See you next time. Bye.